0: You know, like those photos, of, like baby skulls, and they've got mm. the two layers. That's, too many teeth. Too many teeth. That's all creepy That's why they can get jobs. I'm yeah. sorry, what? When you're born, you have your adult teeth in your head still, right? Oh, I hate it. They're
1: just teeth. there.
2: It's just like a, a teeth queuing no, system.
0: No. He- yeah, it's hectic. Do I you want to see what?
1: it? I mean, I'd rather that wasn't true. I've
2: <laughs> 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 got a terrible news for you. It's very true. Oh, For God's you got, sake. you've got
0: your milk teeth in, and then you're regularly have to, ready to push them out. Babies are, like, hard you. part shark. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when I say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's cool. <laughs> I, I guess being a shark man is kind of cool. <laughs> if street, street sharks taught yeah, us anything. Shark, yeah.
2: Referring to babies as street sharks, <laughs> but not explaining the connection. <laughs> It's just like, oh, you know, my, my friend on, Peter had, had a kid. Oh, a street shark. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love street sharks. Yeah. Um, How, old. How old's your little street shark now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just sounds cute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all my friends are having street sharks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all my friends are having street sharks.
0: horse I do oh let's do it
3: Adam I need you for this okay I hope uh, I don't let you down I need to say
2: hey girls hey girl hey boys. superstar DJs Here Here we go. go. We
3: are hottest one hundreds and thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed shit hot enough to be (laughs) in the goddamn motherfucking Triple J Hottest One Hundred. It's David. It's DJ. Yeah, the 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 superstar superstar DJ 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 James Jung here. (laughs) I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so, raving with me once again. Nathan Harrison. Yes. Andrew McDonald. Yes. Andrew McDonald Yes And Adam Butcher (laughs) Oh sorry There's two of you here Like yeah I'm tripping pretty hard
2: right now Can Uh, I just say We nailed the intro We never nailed that Thank
1: you I was going to say something Very similar We're like Your
2: remedial class (laughs) That you have to lead us through Like three blind How do I reach these kids (laughs) (laughs) Trying to teach us recorder And we're just failing Every single week But we nailed it this time
0: I will out myself as saying I did kind of fuck up, but here we go.
2: (laughs) I didn't know it was a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was an irony.
1: Goodness. (laughs) Well, look, there's plenty of other times to fuck up and have people not notice. Yeah,
3: (laughs) true. Oh my god. (laughs) Or maybe they do. (laughs) Look, I'm glad we've shaken all the sillies out early on because (laughs) we're starting with a bit of a bummer, to be perfectly honest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Strong break. All right, all right. We'll get to you. We'll get to you in the meantime. (laughs) This is Miss You Love by Silver Silverchair, coming in at number 30 in the 1999 Hottest 100.
1: Love being bombed out.
4: <laughs> Million SA, got a picture deal, found it all way by, but I'm not too sure how I'm supposed to feel what i'm supposed to say but i'm not not sure not too sure how it feels to handle every day and i miss you not too sure how it feels to handle Like the one that just passed in the, the
3: Silverchair making their return to the Triple J Hottest 100 Coming in at number 30 with the song Miss You Love from the album Neon Ballroom Oh boy, we had a we had a whole experience <laughs> with the last time we were talking about emotion sickness. Adam, hey, hey man, hey man, uh, you're a man of the world. You've you've listened to Neon Ballroom. I have great album. In many ways, a bit of a weird album too. Sure, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Uh, not as weird as Weird Al Yankovic, for instance, who also released an album in 1999. It's
1: like how how much weird can you get?
3: Yeah, that that's yeah on a scale of
2: like Coldplay the, like, least weird band ever?
3: They probably are.
2: <laughs> Two Weird out, yeah, Weird yeah. Al being the other... Yeah. Like, hey, have you heard of this guy, Weird Out? It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> look, just... Look- give it a go but yeah, like yeah. can oh you think of any other yeah. bands with weird in their name look, be he's, careful look, he's, <laughs> look he's, uh,
3: his
0: name is Alan Yankovic but <laughs> he's a
3: bit weird he's a bit <laughs> weird <laughs> I like some pretty out there music <laughs> but, but this uh, guy <laughs> this guy whoa <laughs> oh yeah sure you've got oh some feedback yeah cool <laughs> can you do song parodies on the accordion <laughs> yeah. didn't think so i got some feedback for you he's just damn weird <laughs> it's just too fucking weird so it's the plot of the Phantom Menace right but it's to the tune of American Pie
1: when you say it out loud like when you spell it out yeah
2: it is
3: pretty weird. pretty weird it's pretty weird it's pretty
2: weird yeah like all the experimental greats Steve Reich William Basinski, Weird Al Al
4: yeah give it a kiss.
2: But as you were saying, this song uh, is somewhere between Coldplay and that. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's interesting that you do
1: mention Coldplay because, like, this is pretty much Silverchair doing as close as they've ever come to a pop song, right? By this point in their career. Yeah, exactly. At, at this point. And I think that's super fascinating. This is a classic-sounding love song kind of ballad. Except of course, it's, it's not that simple because no. it's, all, it's all subverted by the lyrics. And of course, I think by knowing the context of what Daniel Johns was going through at the time, of course, we know, you know from talking about emotion sickness, massive struggles with all kinds of mental health things, gone on record saying that he absolutely hated music at this time, which I think in light of writing such a classically well-written in, in quotation marks song, it's super, super interesting. And I wonder whether that's a, a kind of a spiteful thing You know, whether there's there's malice and self-hatred in the fact that he is trying and succeeding so well in writing something so by the numbers beautiful.
2: Oh, that's rough. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) But I think there's something, at least in that idea, that kind of highlights the song in a certain way. And it appears in all kinds of ways as a love song. But what this is actually expressing is Daniel John's just saying how he felt at this time, really unable to love and to be in a relationship. Mm. So it's not Miss You Love as a pet name. It's like, <laughs> I miss the ability to love. Yeah. Um, that's really what's going on here. And, I, yeah. you know, like there are such great insights into that kind of state of mind inside the lyrics of this song. Um, as always, you know, like love the way you love, hate that's... the way I'm supposed to love you back. That, that, yeah. just... that,
0: that is the crux oh, of the that, song. Man. Mm. The fact that in that moment, he's admitting he still needs the adoration from another person and also from the community that he's kind of a figurehead of at this point, right? He's Daniel Johns. He's one of the most iconic frontmen of Australian rock at this period. And he's like, no, I love the way you love. And in this moment, because he hates music so much at this point, what I read into in this song is partly it's a statement about his fans and everything, like, I love the way oh, you yeah. love me, but I hate the way that I'm supposed to be keep fucking being this goddamn person. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> also, again, the fact that this is, for Silverchair Stan, is a relatively accessible song with like the piano work going into it kind of thing like that it feels like a like a classic piece of like like ballad rock that you would that you would hear as a third single but but he's still just like I hate the way that I'm supposed to give a shit about this that's exactly it right but
1: but you know it's delivered just the knack for it being catchy I'm not I'm not not sure not too sure how it feels like that's just
2: It's It's, so catchy. It's It's, beautiful songwriting. Like exactly, exactly. Especially for fucking
3: nineteen. Like (laughs) get the fuck out of here, (laughs) man! It it, it, it fucking
0: is so hectic, man. And like you go back and like watch like the live performances from this era, or even the music videos. Even though he's at a point in his mental health that is just fucking tragic, but yeah you see him and the band and it's like all the hype is deserved he has got such rock and roll attitude he's the way he's like beating the shit out of his guitar and the way he's like mm. snarling out lyrics and looking for like dead eyed sexy front row, man rock and roll yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like that like and he's 19 yeah fucking kidding me man yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. all yeah. shoes at yeah. that age yeah like, dude. Actually, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I just realised the shoes I'm wearing right now I have zippers on them <laughs> so, yeah. 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 but like Mm-hmm. the fact that this works so effectively as a piece of, like, rock and roll balladry, but also works as a piece of, like, kind of fuck you to the music industry, that it's so effective at this point that he's so fucking miserable, but he can't hide the fact that he's, like, the band as well. And I don't want to discredit the rest of the band. No, because they, they do a great job. Because the narrative of Silver Cherry is often the narr- narrative of Daniel Johns. Yeah. Um, it's just the
1: principal songwriter. The yeah. fact that he was so able to convey what he was going through makes it... yeah. It makes Silverchair tied to the identity of Daniel Johns in a way that other bands
0: kind of might not be. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's so wonderful in this that despite everything, like, he can't hide the fact that he knows how to write music so well. Yeah. It's like, like, you want to write this fuck you song kind of thing like that about how miserable you are and, like, God, I wish I could love ah, oh, damn it, I accidentally wrote a really excellent pop song. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, yeah.
1: But that's but that's also why I say in the beginning that uh, Neon Ballroom is a kind of weird album because there were lots of other songs on there that are just not like this Not to be like confused with a Weird owl Al
0: album. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. that weird. Well, yeah. even like Emotion Sickness, right? That's not accessible. No, and, you know, like... Yeah, it's a
3: six-minute song <laughs> with like a neoclassical pianist going bong, bong, bang <laughs>
1: bong, bong, yeah. But even like, you know, some of the deeper cuts on that album, there's a wide variety of styles that are playing with to like full-on angry, almost Metal kind of grunge. Spawn again, man. I'm talking hey. about Spawn again, yeah, right? Like where he's just seriously at a part of that song. He's not Godzilla singing. I would have
2: loved that song. <laughs> he's just gnashing and his Spawn. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, big, um, big chair heads I'm sorry
0: <laughs> yeah. All Daniel Johns' Close friends Godzilla and Spawn yeah. <laughs> It's really me And the boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and got, got, the, got the group chat Going on And like Daniel Johns Is saying like Hey guys I wrote a new song It's called Miss you Love. The Motherfucker said Wov ah! <laughs> Spawn changed the group chat Name to Wov <laughs> Classic Spawn. Classic Spawn. Spawn's the bully. Yeah. Spawn's absolutely the bully.
1: Godzilla messages Daniel Johns in a separate message, being like Don't listen to Are you Spawn. Okay, Spawn yeah. Spawn's yeah. a fuckwit. Hey. And
0: then Spawn messages Godzilla in a separate thing. Motherfucker
1: said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but Godzilla's just trying to like get into both modes. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Well, yeah, I know <laughs> it was funny, but like, lay <laughs> off a bit." Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, always he's, a fucking he's, snake
3: yeah. in the grass, yeah. isn't he, there? He's actually
0: pretty sad though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh like, like, goddamn! A burn's a burn, but like, you know. I
3: mean. On the note of this being like, you know, ostensibly a pop song, like. There are those moments where he literally can't help himself, though. Like, yep. the first time when he says, I love the way you love, but I hate the way I'm supposed to love you back, and then it goes... Duh, 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 he's just fucking fuming for, like, ten seconds, and it's just... I'm not, not it's, like, right
1: back to it. But I also think that those moments are also... Like, they're kind of expected in a way as well. Like, it's not like he's doing something completely experimental and breaking the song. Like, that's still within the realms of what people want to hear inside a Silverchair ballad. Silverchair were a grunge band to begin with. Sure, though, And yeah. they released Freak. So I think, like, obeying that heaviness is actually playing into the fan base more than it's going against it. Um, I want to quickly add someone else to the group chat because this was also a soundtrack song.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Oh. so I've got yeah. some more people to add to the group chat after you. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: So in the group chat so far we have Spawn, Godzilla, Daniel Jones, <laughs> Daniel Jones and
2: <laughs> Alibrandi. Yay! Oh, oh, Pam oh, Miranda! Yep, for nice. uh, looking...
1: For Alabrandi, it was uh, it was a song in that classic coming of age classic, Australian classic. Film.
0: Watching it in English class in high <laughs> yeah. school movie, uh,
1: uh, yeah. we, we probably watched like the Passion of the Christ or something instead. Yeah, right. Whoa, um, that's pretty early.
0: <laughs> Mate, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's there's a lot there to unpack.
2: Yeah, think. well, welcome. Well, that's what the teacher said about the movie. I guess.
0: <laughs> you see, I was getting the getting like get, getting like hammered on the cross there. That represents the fact that he's like jesus I, don't know, I, don't know. I really i really thought i'd have a bit by that game damn it man you bet. This, this
3: wasn't
2: there no, huh? i really thought i'd come up with something funny so wow say love i think that. it's still <laughs> worth trusting yourself you know yeah, exactly like, yeah. if you don't yeah. trust yourself looks
3: like jesus <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the moral of the bible that jesus believed so. in himself yeah
1: well, that's why he came back
2: yeah believe in yourself and you can achieve anything you can come back from quote, the dead quote
0: from christ <laughs>
1: Can we move on?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I just also to add to the group chat, I went um to watch the video for this, which is like a perfectly fine music video, but uh, the comments were all in Portuguese and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd like translated a couple of them and they're like, oh man, you know, classic. They don't make music like this anymore. The nineties were the best music. And, you know, still listening to this in 2018 or whatever. Was Silverchair just like super big in, 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 in like, like, Portugal Portugal or, or Brazil, or, Brazil
1: or, or, or whatever? Did Portugal the man cover this? <laughs> no, Bra- you-
2: Brazil the man. <laughs> Just make all the countries of the world the man dance. And have a festival. <laughs> world music. <Right. laughs> now we're talking. So, in Brazil, um, this was, like, the sort of song for a, a soap opera called um like malasau or something wow. it's this like real like you know teen soap opera thing it's been going like heartbreak for, like, high heartbreak high kind of thing yeah it's been going for like 30 years every season that must be old teens <laughs> god <laughs> damn it every season revolves around like two characters in particular and then it kind of moves on uh-huh. and in like 2001 or something this song was the song of that couple And so, all of their, like, really big scenes of, like, their relationship and everything going around them were scored by this song. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: So, who who are we adding to the group chat? Uh, That couple? Nanda and
2: Guy, I think. I'm probably mispronouncing both their names, so. (laughs) That's cool. I'm into it.
1: Yeah. Fucking cool, man. So, and that's really awkward because, you know, like, they're just arguing with one another. (laughs) In the group chat. And everyone were, and Spawn and Godzilla and Pia
0: Miranda and Daniel Johnson just like saying <laughs> yeah. like they got have a separate group chat being like what? Fucking
2: hell. Yes. <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mother, motherfucker said <they're> Portuguese <laughs> Daniel
3: Jones changed the group name to Portuguese. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs>
1: So, I, but I think this is a beautiful song. Yeah, um, agree. like it's it's a great single. It's you know like a great inclusion on Neon Borum to this, be this, more this of a straight was a kind of ballad. Third yeah, song. yeah, third it was absolutely. It was single the single. I was going to say yeah. fucking classic yeah. third single. Yeah, nice. Third singles love being in ballads, and I and again, I just I love how specifically it manages to get across that state of mind. You know, the the state of mind of because it's that's a real thing, and I relate to it. Like just being in a position where it's like, goddamn, like I really need connection with people, and I'm just not able to kind of get there like yeah but the also, way that it's presented is just really really nice
0: but also again right with the um i love the way you love even when you are in those moments of like depression being really terrible there there is a selfishness that comes with that And you're like you, you know just... but, but I, I still want the fucking attention I, I can't give it back to you but i still want to be fucking loved uh-huh. yeah. yeah yeah he, he nails yeah. it yeah he does that's nail a wonderful it. song
3: yeah it's it's pretty good unfortunately that's it uh we don't ever get to talk about silver chair again so They had a good run Yeah they had a great run Congratulations to the boys Alright let me just check what's (laughs) Let me just have a big drink of water
2: (laughs) And check the next
3: song (laughs) 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 What 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 At number 29 it's Silverchair This is Anthem for the year 2000
4: I'm away, we are the youth, apologize for another day, we are the youth, and politicians are so sure, we are the youth, and we are knocking on death's door, never knew we were living in a world with a mind that could be so sure, never knew we were living in a world with a mind that could be so small. No Silverchair,
3: will make it up to you in the year making their unexpected return <laughs> to the hottest 100 of 1999 at number 29 that's anthem for the year 2000 this is what kicked off the neon ballroom era for pretty much everyone this is the first thing that they heard uh from the album and oh man it's baptism by fire, man. What, a, what an intro. I remember very distinctly watching this video as a kid, seeing the robot politician, seeing the riot spray, seeing all the hectic shit going on. 99 Having, was a rough year. Oh, man. <laughs> just totally taken by that. The ferocious energy. When they were coming up with it, they wanted it to be like a We Will Rock You moment. And yeah. it's totally their We Will Rock You moment. This is archetypal 18 19 year old angst and man so ahead of their time releasing a song about the year 2000 <laughs> a full full 12 months ahead of of the year 2000 actually happening how about i was coming how about the, the name was gonna be that's um, what i want to know that's some
1: wow yeah so show of hands for people in this room <laughs> that'll work for the podcast okay well vocal show of hands and, um, mm-hmm. but round of applause. For me, this was like one hundred percent one of the first heavy songs that I ever heard. Is that
0: yeah,
3: like yeah, yeah. Oh, is well,
1: that is that it, true for you guys as it, well? Well, you know, I
0: was a Bush stand.
3: So. Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> I, I already so, knew
1: some pretty heavy much music.
3: Much heavier
0: <laughs> yeah, no. uh, This song, I, I love this so much as a kid. It, it's very, very tied to a specific nostalgic memory for me, which was um going to you remember like inline skating arenas oh, oh dude of course classic. yeah and oh, like, like that remember i was there yesterday <laughs>
2: and,
0: and they're like a dj and you could request songs i remember requesting this on the thing and this playing when it was like the dark you know they turn the, the lights off and there's like the disco thing i remember skating listening to this song it's the dorkiest wow. shit but it's so so attached to that memory for me like I love yeah but i loved this song so much when i was like nine or whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and because it feels like as a song it's like you want to hit? Here's your fucking hit, then. Yeah, like yeah. this, like totally. yeah, like yes, this will sell gangbusters. We know it's super good. <laughs> like it's, it feels like that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting that you picked up on that kind of vibe because there is a weird kind of tension in the songwriting. Mm. I think that isn't necessarily through the what the song is about, but it's on that kind of meta level. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just.
3: This about... did the best out of the, the singles as well. peaked yeah, number three on the ARIA
0: chart, so Checks out. Yeah. This, to me, almost feels like the biggest Silverchair song. Because, mm. like, obviously, like, you look at the lyrics now and you'd be like, yeah, kind of dorky or whatever like that. But, yeah. like, uh, when you're a kid, and, again, he was basically a kid when he wrote it. It feels so zeitgeisty. It's high energy if you felt like you were a disaffected youth. Mm. it's a perfect song for that kind of yeah exactly
3: it's vague enough that anyone can relate it's like teen spirit
0: yeah you know Mm. which
3: is obviously what they were indebted to in the first place yeah Yeah. it's it's not uh, here we are now entertainers it's it's, you know real sarcastic I will make it up to you you know like where the where the fuck ups yeah and it's always Mm. like we are the youth kind of thing at the start yeah like it's like yeah I am young
0: I'm fucking angry Fuck you, kind of thing like that it yeah. has that kind of energy to it. Like,
1: I wonder what was uh, you know going on in a kind of deeper political sense, just in terms of discourse, in terms of conversation, and in terms of mood that this was such a, a generation war kind of theme going on in the in yeah. the song. Well,
3: because always- I think that's an evergreen yeah yeah thing well, like, yeah. to write well, what, about, right? Three years into the Howard government at this point, sure,
0: mm. okay, and also like there's a ongoing thing. It's I kind of like a hangover from the. Idea like the eighties economic spectrum, mainly in America and the UK, because they're more documented. But even in Australia, and then into the nineties, and it's a kind of an ongoing thing. It's every generation has this kind of thing, but there's always a promise that the next period will be very prosperous for young people. There's always mm. that kind of promise and particularly the millennial divide between like the 90s and the 2000s felt big, like just because the number yeah. change was so significant. So well, it's but, like, like
1: the 2000 is the future. Is the future. Yeah. It's yeah. The f- we're in yeah. the future yeah. Yeah. now. And, yeah. and, then, and then
0: when you get to 99 and you realise that like, oh, these were obviously just lies from politicians. Every promise like that is a lie.
1: Mm. And- but I think as soon as you start talking about like the future as well, you, you automatically get thrown into a world where you're talking about either a dystopia or a a utopia yeah. mm. and i think here it's kind of like it's playing on the dystopia idea even though the lyrics are speaking about utopia like we'll take your fascism away we'll you know like all yeah. that all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. but it's it's, yeah. it's it's that sarcastic ironic kind of grunge attitude coming through in this yeah. again yeah, yeah. what yeah. i like
3: about it is um so i've obviously talked about that sick so, drop d riff just, just, just sounds so massive huge. you know the bass is chugging along with it as well and obviously <clears> the drums play a huge part the <clears throat> Oh, that drum beat is colossal! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's that we R- were R- rocky thing. Godzilla um, on the drums. The other, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Also in the mix there, uh, Paul Mac. He, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got his fingerprints over a few of these songs. Uh, and uh, previous hottest one hundred entrant, Mister Jim Mugini of uh, Midnight Oil. Yeah. Uh, so he plays keyboard uh, across this album as well as Paul Mac. Right. And um, the two of them add in some really cool shit. Just. Kind of in the undercurrent, like where you, you don't really pick up on it as a kid, but like when you're listening to it later on, especially like headphones listens, like mm. in that second verse where you can hear that tape loop, like uh, keyboard arpeggio, they're kind of going on the background, and then obviously the riot synth, and then on the album version, it, instead of just ending, it, it it goes into this crazy like synth freakout end, and that's also how the song opens as well. Like it's it's a really cool way to yeah, kind of play into that this is the future kind of thing real like system overload kind of sound and you know adds to that dramatic intensity yeah which yeah is really really cool and obviously a fucking massive way to kick off your your album cycle huge yeah second second song on the album but lead single from the record
2: did they play this as part of the 2000 new year's eve fireworks sydney harbour surely they would have had Almost to. definitely. I remember going to a New Year's Eve fireworks like in Nara,
3: like as a kid, and they definitely played this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: always interesting because, like, you know, I mean, you said it was number three in the It's is a very big song, but it's also sort of very not in line with the kind of optimism y- that you would expect from a celebration from mm-hmm. from like a council led yeah. fireworks display for New Year's Eve. Or, you know, it's a yeah, and it's that thing that um, old mate said about you're gorgeous, baby bird, baby bird. Where he's like, the mm. pop song, it doesn't matter. People won't listen past the chorus. You can have all this really deep stuff in the verses and people don't give a shit. I think it's really interesting what you're saying about, like, failed promises. Because when I listen back to songs like this and, like, kind of, like, all sort of protest music and really big anthemic, it's just like, ah, what happened? You yeah. know, we didn't make it up. I get that as well. And, like, also because growing
0: up on punk rock and being... As an adult, strongly left-affiliated and liking music that represents your own views, kind of thing. Really, it, <laughs> haven't mentioned. Man, it. I learn
3: more and more about yeah. you guys
0: every time we do uh-huh. an episode. And then you have an affinity for these songs that that tie into your political bias, kind of thing. And it's important that they exist, but then it, 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 there is also like, oh yeah, but it was just a song.
2: Yeah, like, like, yeah. And I, I look honestly, I think to Daniel and the band's credit, I think there's an awareness of that in the writing. I think yeah, you know, there's a lot that's of true snide tongue-in-cheek when he says we'll make it up to you in the year 2000 but it is still just that weird any song like this that is really popular yeah is like this weird relic of impotent rage you know Smashing Pumpkins um, sung about it too but it really makes me think of that this song (gasps) because it's just so big
3: Nathan Harrison calls Billy Corgan impotent (laughs) 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 what I meant
1: was
3: (laughs) no No, I'm happy with that you
1: know that's fine people don't listen past the
2: chorus (laughs) (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) So I think this is just... I want to go back to what I was saying before about like it being your first heavy song. It's just built for it. Because mm. you've got this impossibly huge riff, right, that at the same time is incredibly catchy in terms of the melody that it presents and then you've got this way too ear hooky chorus even if going back and listening to it now I'm like man that's kind of clunky in the year 2000 like that that doesn't really work it's called
2: 20 hundred come on yeah, just, like,
1: just but just like and the, the way it's repeated again and again in the year 2000 it's like what
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is actually now when i listen to neon ballroom a track that i skip yeah i can see that easily yeah but i listening to it i just kind of went yeah this w- was a hundred percent the heaviest song that i was into at the time and i was very interested to mm-hmm. read a bunch of other people saying the same thing around the place including famously uh, a member of uh australian metal band north lane john Deely. is that how you say his name yeah yeah it's He's, Juan.
2: he said um, <laughs> Juan, Dilly. <laughs> Nathan, Juan Dilly it is J-O-N <laughs> it's fucking John
1: <laughs> so he actually says that um, basically he wouldn't have done anything with heavy music if Anthem for the year 2000 hadn't come around for him as a kid yeah, yeah you know?
0: and the thing is as well right like it's to analyse it A 20 years afterwards and B as adults you feel kind of like the point. You, it's not the point right it's a very much a temporarily locked song right if they got back together can you imagine them playing this live now no, it'd be insane no, i wouldn't like you'd never do it because it feels so locked to the idea of you being a young person before the year 2000 right all these songs that are temporarily locked to years feel weird than in later years sing back about it you know yeah well that's what we do, though.
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely <laughs> yeah.
3: what we do. That's thats kind of kind of our our whole kind thing. Of our yeah, it feels weird. The nineties. Who'd yeah. want to go back there? No. Jesus, Charlie. It's Charlie, baby. Charlie, baby. <laughs> and I'll be damned if anyone's going to say anything Woo! bad about Charlie. And <laughs> number twenty-eight. This is Jebediah with feet touch the ground. coming in at number 28 in the 1999 Honda 100 that is feet touch the ground andrew mcdonald david you have both feet on the ground i do uh, they're zipped up they're all they're all sorted they're all <laughs> ready to go yep. <laughs> done my my safety zippers yeah. <laughs> the velcro is strapped, the velcro is strapped. <laughs> you're all you're all set man go for it
0: um yeah i was like after those two sad Supertaire songs I was like Oh great It's time to have a Cheerful <laughs> Jebediah just song shongs? Damn it I thought I got away with
3: it <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but I was very much like Oh great cool Jebediah song Then it'll perk us back up I'm like Oh no It's a fucking sad Jebediah song Ba-bow. Yeah. bow Yeah um, But fucking wonderful song um, Oh my god Right yeah. Didn't um, know that they could
1: They had this gear mm,
0: Um I, you found harpoon? Sorry Harpoon
3: <laughs> very,
1: very different, incredibly different. Night the, and day. Right. It's a sad
3: song, but yeah. I
1: guess it's bittersweet. Yeah, yeah there we go. But this this um, is not
0: bittersweet. This is this is just like man yeah Brett Mitchell the drummer is talking about it said, Kevin's don't brother indeed um, do not really want to say what it's about the intensity of that song far exceeds anything else we've ever done but then later on they would um, go on to say both Kevin and Brett would say that it was about the death of their father which yeah. I think you fucking when you know that and then listen to the song it becomes very obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. really feel it in that
2: it's uh, like beforehand you're like oh man this is a a sad but cool song and then you find out and then you listen to it like oh right like yeah. everything is yeah yeah, and it sucks yeah. Not the song, obviously.
1: But, <laughs> uh, but like, remarkably, in t- for me, when I look at it in terms of the lyrics and whatever, from two very different points of view but like that complement each other. Because the first time I read through it, I was like, right, it's from their point of view kind of going through the grieving process. And then that first line becomes so heartbreaking, kind of going like, cool, I, th- I thought feeling my heart stop meant that I didn't have to put up with this grief anymore and that would be preferable. <sighs> um So that's, like, one point of view. And then, like, referring to the experts and whatever is, like, yeah. Because people, even when they're trained, suck at giving advice for people who are in grief. Like, Mm. that's just so
0: much part of that experience. I've been blessed enough not to have a terrible amount of actual death in my life. I've had, obviously, like, older family members and acquaintances and stuff like that. But, like, the fact is when you are in the grieving process, you have to just be in it. There's nothing Mm. you can... The only advice is... Yes, you will. You are sad now. You it will hurt a bit less later, but it will still hurt. That's all you can fucking do. you just, yeah, you just you have, have to inhabit it.
1: The, you have to. Yeah. And
0: like, the, I think the way the first time that Kevin sings, um, that's not the truth, but I'm not calming down till so my feet touch the ground. The first time he sings <sighs> that, it's just like you really feel the emotional weight of the whole goddamn song. Yeah, just, yes, like, the way he like. It's such an
1: outstanding vocal performance. Yeah, oh, he's on fucking it's fire. It's so... Yeah.
3: Like, you can tell yeah, that it's it, it's really connected to what he's singing about. Not just from an emotional standpoint, but, like, from a technical standpoint as yeah, well. his
0: vocal style is still there, but it's so different compared to... Like, even, like, Harpoon, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, he's,
3: because he's not... Oh, 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 like, all the way up there. Like, hmm. it's a lot of lower range sort of stuff, which is why when his vocals come up to the... Da, 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 like, when... That's where it really kind of because he's not doing it the whole way through it sticks out more Mm. and like is more like impactful because he's not doing it for the whole song I hadn't heard this song before no neither Um, I haven't
1: haven't heard nothing from you know what it was I
3: didn't know it on paper and then that melody was like, oh yeah, I know this song. Yeah,
1: oh, I, yeah. Was,
2: I was a bit like that. Yeah. But, but it,
1: is that just because it's just one of those melodies that's so great that you just are on side with it and makes it seem like you've known it all along, even though you haven't? No, it's like
2: instant, I definitely I,
3: listened I to I it before. Oh, I, but, I think it's okay. one of those instantly memorable ones. Cool. But um, yeah, I definitely remember hearing this around this era and I've seen them a couple of times. I reckon they've played it at least once or twice.
0: Knowing the Jebediah songs that we've spoken about and like all had love for, I think we've none of them have been anything other than very fucking good yeah um, but I still didn't know that they had this in their repertoire yeah like, no that's like, right
2: it really it shows so much growth yeah it feels as a like, band
0: it feels like I know that, that obviously there's they've covered one other songs but it feels like this could be a something for Kate number like apart from the vocals it's that it's that kind of sadder uh, rock music but it's still fucking not totally it's still fucking rock music but it's, yeah. not, it's
1: not enough about quantum physics <laughs> yeah for
0: it to be something for Kate but I do think the fact that the vocals in it aren't that kind of deep kind of like Paul Dempsey's kind of voice or anything like that does give it an a, an additional strength to the songwriting yeah. like the fact that it is still like the Jebediah voice like the, that that song it still sounds like unequivocal like a Jebediah song i just was super pleasantly surprised that they in the repertoire. Even though, like I said, I, I, after listening to those two fucking Silverchair songs, I was like, ah, cool. I'm keen for like a uh, like a fun bit of punk rock. And I'm like, ah, man. Oh, did
2: they re-release yeah. Jerks of Attention? Great. Yeah, it's like, ah,
0: damn it. I wasn't keen to listen to a song about like someone's dad dying. Yeah. Uh, you have to
3: wait two more songs for your fun punk. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Don't coming. worry, guys. It's coming. And I
1: also think like, it's, it's interesting that you say like punk rock or whatever, because I really think that this song fits really nicely into that kind of 90s emo punk kind Super of sound does, like man. really sunny day real estate yeah like in a way in terms of like the emotional kind of yeah core and the rawness of it but also just like the style like, the guitar
0: texture this
1: could
3: be on diary and I'd be like alright yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it'd be a bit weird that the singer changed <laughs> his sound so <laughs> <Yeah>. dramatically, but <laughs> apart from that, I mean, you
3: imagine. An, yeah, I can imagine this an American accent. You know, totally. like yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And Jeremy, Jeremy, busting it out for
1: sure. Well, and that chorus, right? What they what they tell me is what they sell me. Like, man, like that's yeah. that's, that's that's just such a sweeping punk chorus. Well, that's it. Really like, broad, broad way.
2: Part of why, until you know what the song's about, you're like, cool. I have an idea, but it can st- it's still speaking very broadly.
1: Right, and that line made me consider the the other point of view that this could be about. Because I thought it was like, okay, maybe it's from their point of view from the grieving process. But then mm. that line made me reconsider and I go like, no, what if it's actually from his dad's point of view being let down by medical professionals?
0: Oh, God. Fucking oh, damn it. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> no, you go,
1: you go back and read the lyrics from that point of view and I think both of those point of views are represented. Because it's just kind of like, the I listened to the experts, I did all these things and whatever and still... You know, uh, what, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's this you know The medicine industry is a, is a fucking industry And we trade on people's
0: health so It's like, well, yeah I know you said at the, at the top of this episode You came for a bummer But like
2: There's only <laughs> he, so much sadness This is ridiculous yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you met me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so impressive seeing Because yeah, as you said We've loved all the Jebediah songs That have been in the countdown so far This is such a step forward in like sophistication Like this is really... Nuance songwriting And the band are really driving it home Like mm. everyone's doing such a job But then at the same time Like this isn't a something for Kate song There's still a kind of young vulnerability to it mm. That I think yeah. is what really makes yeah. it cut deep <laughs> Like something for Kate Always feel like a really stable band Even when they're singing sad things and
0: Paul always sounds like he's 44.
2: Exactly. So he he like he doesn't feel like he's in in danger of losing it whereas in this song like you can you can really see the gap that like this this is so horrible. Yeah. And these emotions are so strong. And I think you get the same kind of thing with Daniel Johns at this point too. Mm. Did
0: anyone watch the the film clip for this song? Great film clip. Yeah, great film clip. But very tense. But they're young. Yeah. They are not like looking like they're like Adults, like oh like, god, he would have been what, like twenty two when this so, yeah. song came out, yeah. But like, they all looked like they were, but they all had young faces as well. So is like, like t- twenty two is young, but they look like teenagers.
2: Yeah, like I'm yeah. like, ah oh, man, all the, the the slow motion falling in mm. the video is very like ah everything bunch, of, you know, ah, <laughs> uh, mm. it's good, it's real good, crazy real days, good. real good, love you, Kev, we do,
3: we really do, we do. Nathan, how are you, how you doing over there, man?
2: I'm um, amping up. Yeah? Because it's been so many sad songs. Oh, uh,
3: yeah, like I was going to say, man, you know, we've, we've had a pretty rough go the last this three or sucks. so
2: songs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was just a dip after all the small things, wasn't it? Just a real... Like, like, yeah, this is this is, about that song. This has been the shittiest part of the barbecue <laughs> by a considerable <laughs> The
2: kiddie pool's been drained out. All the tinnies are done. We're all just kind of just sitting around. I think especially because Anthem and, and Feet still are like rock songs. Yeah. I think everyone's just trying to like like stiff up a lip it and be like, yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. just good rock, you know. You yeah. <laughs> don't need to I don't know what the song's about trying to, trying to pass off all the tears as <laughs> sweat because it's so onion that's <laughs> Yeah, Oh yeah, we're at the
3: barbecue all cut yeah. onions, yeah.
2: yeah. I was just inside helping do the onions for the, <sighs> for, the for the Barbie and yeah, same <laughs> we yeah. all yeah. were. Oh yeah, yeah, there's that Jimadaya. Uh, I hadn't noticed.
3: <laughs> Lo- love the Jets. Bloody love the jets. Love Jokes attention (laughs) Are you you crying? I'm just bloody proud of him for getting so hot (laughs) Daniel Johns is doing it real tough right now (laughs) He's just such a
0: handsome man Oh god damn it He's so young and there's so much pressure on him (laughs) Real real good masking your emotions (laughs) David
2: (laughs) Oh bloody hell yeah, oh. I kind of forgot what the bit was. Yes.
3: Oh. If they ever talk about this on the radio in like twenty years, I hope they remember him fondly. <laughs> oh. I would give them five stars on iTunes. <laughs> 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 What's
4: oh, iTunes, geez.
1: don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Honey, go check on your dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's sundowning. He's not good. <laughs>
1: Just just go ahead, <laughs> just go say hi to dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Jebidiya oh, on again. <laughs> oh, God damn! Guys, there really is only one thing you can do when you, you've you hit this kind of funk, and Nathan, you can testify to the benefits of doing such a thing. Probably. Getting your tracksuit on, mm. downing as many drugs as possible, and getting to a fucking rave. That's right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, here we go. At number 27, this is the Chemical Brothers with...
4: Hey, girls. Boys, superstar DJs, here we go.
3: was the chemical brothers coming in at number 27 in the 1999 hottest 100 hey boy hey girl hey nathan here we go here we fucking go mm. what us? oh not to editorialize But what a song What a song Not to editorialize But
2: oh,
3: oh, Am I right? Do you
2: remember how songs Can make you feel happy And oh. Make you do fun things Like dance <laughs> Instead of All of the All of the dads At the barbecue All of a sudden Just like going nuts, <laughs> But still tear stained faces <laughs> Just an absolute mess all to hide it now Because i got sunnies
3: on yeah. <laughs>
0: But I like, used a bunch of like middle-aged divorced dads with sunglasses with
2: black mascara on their cheeks. Still. This is such a like perfect idea of what this kind of music was in the late 90s. Mm, like totally. everything about the the shape of it and the way it builds and the way things come in and out. And are just sort of all moving around this one little sample is just like, yeah. that's like I mean, popular. there's so many
3: moving parts. There's the repetition. The repetition The repetition The repetition Perfect
0: for what you want late 90s techno music to be right It's just like
2: Repetition For better and worse Like this is all the parts That if you're into this you love But it's also If you're not into this kind of stuff This is the perfect example Why you're not into electronic music because it's just doing the one thing again. And until you like commit to it, you're like, nothing's happening. You know? Yeah, because there's not
0: like a rising build and then a bass drop and then it changes the textures like that. It's just, hey boy, hey girl, superstar DJs, here we go. Here and we go. Fucking, that, like, when w- those beats come in though, yeah, so, every time. Yeah. Here that, yeah. we go. That kind of acid dun, 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 synth
1: dun, dun, line is the thing that gets me. That's just so, it's so perfect to just lock me into exactly the frame of mind I need to be in. To rave like a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, but hearing this song, it puts you totally in the mindset of like, out of London, it's dark, it's kind of shitty weather, mm. you're broke,
4: mm. you're underground, yes. but
0: it's pumping, the drugs have just come up, and you're with strangers, and you're like, here we go. Yeah. yeah, it's but, that that is this is music for that culture.
1: But you know what? I love that the sample itself is kind of dorky. It's so dorky, yeah. But that's so perfect, right? Because what I think that that does is it, it, it juxtaposes the darkness of the rest of the music in a really cool way that makes the dorkiness almost sinister. It kind of like they play off one another, mm. and also like the fact that it's so simple and childlike. I love whenever those childlike elements are brought into techno because I think that reveals something very interesting about that music in the that it's a thoroughly adult thing and it's a thoroughly adult scene but the joy that you're connecting into is the joy is a childlike joy it's the joy of movement it's the joy of sound and it's the joy of just like being inside your body it's not
0: intellectual at all but also as well i think sincerely that childlike joy particularly in the uk in the 90s it's ecstasy culture exactly Mm, when you're like like when you're mdma high you're a child but that's so interesting right because again like that's such a
1: adult thing yeah. you know what i mean it's it's a dark edgy I- in some ways
0: you're breaking the damn law you're
1: bra- it's right you're <laughs> you think,
0: you think it's cool to do with drugs
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i do yeah uh, so so yeah like drugs I,
0: are fucking cool <laughs> so
1: that tension is is inherent in the song and i think it's a really cool tension about the kind mm. of scene and about you know electronic music and man like i know you're saying like yeah if you weren't into electronic music this would represent Everything, but I'm so firmly like... I can't even imagine that.
0: Because yeah. this is exactly what I want. But I, I remember as a kid not liking it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I was a baby, Like Same with Daft Punk. I, yeah. I, I remember not liking this kind of music. I no. remember
2: hearing Daft Punk for the first time and being like, why the, you keep saying around the world? Yeah. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Totally. You but know like, like, what then, the
0: hell? Yeah. Uh, now I love it. And also... This song itself dates back first up to 1997 when it was released on the Radio One anti-Nazi mix. Hey. This
1: song is against Nazis. Yes. Hate hey Boy, Hate Girl yeah. is good praxis. It's <laughs> so good, and it's even better because it's just like because the film clip is just all about skeletons, and it's so like therefore skeletons also hate Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> skeletons are anti-fascist. Skeletons <laughs> are allies, and so all those Nazis out there drinking down that milk, thinking that you know, haha, I'm at one with the calcium. No, no, <laughs> Sometimes the calcium fights back. Yeah. Skeletons punching Nazis. Yeah. Skeletons I'm- rise up. Skeletons.
0: Uh, all, all, all I want is for one Nazi skeleton to be like, you know what? I'm out of here and just break free of the Nazi flesh and be like, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because as we all know, the human body is is an egg that takes your lifetime to hatch a skeleton. I mean, oh, I'm
1: so here for that. Oh, man. I'm so here for that. If you haven't seen the video,
0: you have to. It's a woman who Skeletons. like. Just she everywhere. just loves
1: bones. She just loves bones. She just loves They're bones. They're healthy bones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She is the opposite of calcium deficient. Yeah. She has a
0: calcium key. surplus. Every morning she thanks Mr. Skeltal. <laughs> she wakes up thanking him. She goes to bed thanking him. Healthy bones. <laughs> healthy bones. Um, healthy bones. Also, <laughs> healthy life. Good grief. Great. Um, it's also
1: vitamin D. Sorry, can I just yeah. say that? And you don't need to drink milk to get calcium either. There are lots of uh, nuts, uh, leafy yeah. greens. You know, for our for our vegan listeners, mm. uh, but also
2: vitamin D, like um, you just, yeah, just a good dicking down. Yeah, yeah.
1: and if you're not <laughs> artist, you, it,
2: you can get calcium by uh, squeezing lemon juice into your eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, just I Just
0: Try you know, it.
4: Just go. Just do
2: it.
0: There was a great uh, in an interview with Bell Pop um, Lords of Acid founder Praga Khan confronted the chemical brothers over this song, saying that the, the drum programming is apparently identical to a song I sit on Acid two thousand. And then the Chemical Brothers. No Uh, way, this one came out in 1999.
3: And then the the
0: Chemical Brothers said, "Everybody steals from everyone," and that was it. (laughs) Very (laughs) good. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know who else they stole from?
1: Someone else who's had their shit stolen many, many times and who we talked about in the countdown. The sample comes from Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three, which is not yeah. to be confused <laughs> with Spoonie G and the Treacherous Three, who is sampled in Body Rock. Man. But no, it no. is Hibbalt, were on a oh, thing, God. man. Also, not to be confused with Johnny Cash and the Tennessee uh, Three. You know, <laughs> no.
3: Like-
1: Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three. Uh, now, that um, is taken from the song The Roof Is On Fire, the which, roof, of course. The Roof, oh. the
3: roof is on sampled we by don't, they don't want to let them oh wait wait or is interpolated that, by wait, wait, wait. interpolated is that, by is that is that Jimmy
1: Pop, <laughs> Jimmy, Pop. Jimmy Pop the Bloodhound gang also does, um does Bloodhound gang Blood, also just an
3: <laughs> omnipotent omnipresent part of parties for like 30 odd years yes yeah.
0: <laughs> yes um <laughs> Uh, not you, you want to like recommend hunting out like weirdo like clips on YouTube kind of thing but a great thing that you should definitely look up listeners the Chemical Brothers performance from Woodstock 99 obviously that whole festival was dumpster fire but <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah but the Chemical Brothers from Woodstock 99 this was their opener Ooh, here we go here, indeed yeah and there's a, there's a, like an ambient build up kind of thing like that and you can see everyone kind of getting hype kind of thing and it's just the two of them at their decks and just like the boom, boom, boom. And the, the oh hey boy. God. Can you imagine, like... I'd tear off my skin and just...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, like, like what was it going on your mind, Obviously, it would have been terrible to be at. But if you were there for this... For <laughs> one set. Said, yeah, yeah. Heaven on Earth. Before then the whole festival turns you into... A yeah. Hell on poison, Earth. <laughs> uh, hell, yeah.
3: And I, for one, blame the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I think even the recorded version of this song does such a good job of capturing, I think, the essence of electronic music like this is that it's you know you're playing with all these like little changes and things coming in and out it's about the interplay between the people performing it and the room and everybody mm-hmm. in the room it's about the the shape and the space that you're creating that has builds and drops and everything like that and obviously rock songs have structures similar to that as well but but DJ music is so different in that it's so responsive and it's all about playing the audience. Mm. And I think this song does a really good job of capturing that as it sort of shifts through and you get Mm. those really big moments. You can feel yourself in that room or at Woodstock 99. Like, you can imagine what that would be like. You can tell
0: the Chemical Brothers with this song that you you can see them, like live holding back bits and then slopping them in so you'd be like yes that's the, that's the that's the beat i wanted so badly mm, and you, mm-hmm. like, even in the recorded version you can tell when they they get such joy you can tell out of just these moments of like yeah here's the beat you want ah oh, but ah, oh, but there it is like they're mm-hmm. just so great with this song it's perfect not, late 90s techno yeah, which is oh, also yeah.
1: like how you treat a child as well when you play pe- <laughs> yeah. when you play
0: peekaboo <laughs> <laughs> DJs <laughs> are playing ordered, audible peekaboo with yeah. you
2: Totally. (laughs) It's like, where's the beat? (gasps) There it is! There it is! Oh, my God! Then you tear up (laughs) your (laughs) skin. That's your solution to everything. Uh, Adam, do you you have a favourite bone of the body? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it it, it just like all or none? (laughs) (laughs) A favourite bone.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I mean, that's the better answer to the question. But I, I like to treat the skeleton as a kind of holistic love.
0: The, f- the femur is cool. Mm. Femur's femur is one of the last strong, ones. Stronger
1: than concrete. Last one to uh, decompose, which is why the skull and the femur, which is why the skull and crossbones on the pirate flag uh, was, was so, because they're the last bones to decompose. Oh, that is oh. really good trivia. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Very forward-thinking pirates. <laughs> just observant.
1: The, the real th- the
0: real. Well, yeah, didn't most of them just use a black flag anyway? Yeah, I think it was- they're going to rise above, they're going to rise above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Good grief. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I have a similar experience with this where, yeah, didn't really know what to make of it as a kid. Te- fucking video was terrifying as a kid. It's just a
2: lot of fucking skeletons. You have no skeletons idea to- are allies, man. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> the cabby skeleton at the end, be like, "Where to, baby?" And oh. It's just like <laughs> 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 fuck that nineties CGI.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh,
2: it's so good. That's dude. the best iteration of a skeleton. I think the guys CGI. getting out of the cab are the Chemical Brothers too. At the I end so, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. The- yeah that's <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Burp, burp. S- Similar skeleton energy to um, <laughs> <laughs> that song, or SSA if you will. Yeah, similar SSE We're looking yeah. for SSE people. Oh yes. Yeah. We are. Sexy skeleton energy um, to the song Bones. <laughs> by the, the killers. By the killers. Yeah. There's a lot of great skeletons in that video. Directed by Tim Burton. Loads of CGI skeletons.
3: Oh shit! It was too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Shall we? I didn't um, realise because Helena Bonham Carter wasn't in it. <laughs>
1: should go away and make, like, a, a YouTube playlist of the best skeleton-related uh, film clips. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true! Compile them all. Yeah. Oh, we'll buddy. definitely do this. <laughs>
3: I'll, fuck yeah, it, will. I'll, I'll get on this. Yeah, no, I, I
1: absolutely know. will. This was a soft love to you. This, mm-hmm. this is, like, one of the five film clips I know. So- and then, of course,
0: end it with the hardcore techno remakes of Spooky Scary Skeletons. (laughs) The definitive... Well, obviously, yeah.
1: I'm the bone
3: guy. Oh, yes. Good shit. Yeah, this has absolutely turned into one of my favorite Chemical Brothers songs and, oh, man, just the electricity in the room like anytime it comes on no matter if you're in the club or just in the car or anywhere you know if this song comes on it's just like all bets are off man shit's about to go down i uh, i fucking love it just because they're they're getting the hottest bump uh they have a new album out it's called no geography it's really good it's good and they're coming to australia later this year and uh, i'm suggesting an excursion we could all go
2: in skeleton costumes. Yes!
3: Uh, I'm just going to tear off my skin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm we're working next day. we just there the on our day, one so looking real cute.
3: Adam's just there to <laughs> like, pff, amateurs. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> my skeleton is hatching tonight.
3: <laughs> okay, we're at number 26 and, uh, hang on. Okay, so they're called Frenzel? They're called Frenzel Ram. Um... <laughs>
0: the fresnel rom
3: it's the fresnel fresnel rimble i i I can't find any information on them i I looked them up on the aria awards kind of (laughs) archive just to look at previous winners and uh i couldn't find anything on them so i don't know anything about them but apparently they were popular enough to get voted into number 26 in the 1999 hottest 100 uh and they have a song called never had so much Fun is the name of the song, so let's have a listen.
1: Smoked a pack of cigarettes before midday I coughed up along around one I can't see a thing through my eyes that sting I can't remember having so much fun Well, I've never had so much fun No, I've never had so much fun I can't remember when I've ever had so much fun
4: You can't the water in Sydney trying the food in Japan And you can't be the air in Los Angeles But I mean people think they can Now I've never had so much fun Now I've never had so much fun I can remember when I've never
3: had so much fun Friends are all coming in, number 26 in the 1999 Hottest 100 Never Had So Much Fun from the album A Man's Not A Camel And a man who is almost certainly not a camel is well, Andrew McDonald's Citation
0: needed yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Allegedly
0: mm. uh, I do have bad posture So I have a bit of a humpback back. <laughs> <laughs> Camels probably have really good posture for camels, so I guess. I mean
3: think about I Alice mean, some do. do. Yeah. yeah. Alice yeah. the Camel, for Quadrupeds instance. Quadrupeds
2: would have uh, it'd be hard to judge what a bad posture is for yeah. a four legged creature. Mm. I guess like hip dysplasia and things like that, like in when like big, old dogs. Yeah. Old dogs and yeah. Mm. Alice the
3: camel has no humps from mm. from what I've gathered, so I reckon she's doing alright, all things yeah. considered. Maybe she's like a
2: llama. They're they're ah. like they're in the camel family. And well she started out with a couple Are of they? humps and then ended up with no humps by the end of the song. So that, yeah. can that happen? I don't Look, think can camels so.
0: evolve into
3: llamas. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're asking? Cuz yes.
0: Very easily. It's got to level them up. <laughs> um, I don't think I have words. there's definitely an evolution of llama. So like if they I were mean, Pokemon. Llama. Llamas would go to camels. Llamas would definitely go to camels. What, 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 so is it level 16? Step- so what's is is there something before llama? Well, you go you'd go, mid- you'd go zero, 01 and two
2: humps.
1: Yeah. Mm. a lot of animals have no humps
2: well no yeah but llama is your, your base evolution okay. and then you'd go to is it, camel, is it dromedary is one or two I'm and then sure. battery or well, yeah. uh, whatever it is yeah yeah so llama drombat is,
0: yeah. is the three yeah unless you press B I mean, you need to trade to get the classic
2: so you never get no it no. so you never have gengar no. <laughs> yeah. which is
0: like I hey, guess haunted looks better <laughs> yeah um, so, yeah haunted, look, haunted is like the coolest looking from the first gen I think gengar is cooler than haunter yeah right oh there's a good Gengar story but I'll leave it <laughs> I, think good. I don't think I have proper words to talk about this song as has been well documented fair enough as has been well documented Friends of Rome were like the Beatles to me I know them more intimately than I know probably any other band uh, and this obviously was probably their biggest hit single I knew this before I knew the band probably the first proper exposure to knowing Friends of Rome love it from the moment I heard it as a child to the moment I am now as a slightly older child Seen this live countless times. It inhabits me deeper than some of my organs do, like the bad ones that are on their way out, um, <laughs> or skin. Skins or on the skin, outside, yeah, you know. yeah true. Mm. Uh, uh, and and also, the, also the inside. Yeah. From, yeah. What? What do you think is the other side of the? What's on the other side of the skin? It's skin. Skeleton.
1: <laughs> it's not just skin <laughs> and skeleton.
0: Yeah. There's some smooshy stuff in there too.
1: Not allowed to care for that.
0: Yeah. I think this is just straight up perfect. Australian punk rock with pop sensibility the opening is iconic and easy to sing along to in like a like a serious way sometimes those shitty moments like where you like if you smoke too much and drink too much done crappy things or lived in a city with too much smog and it's a piece of shit but sometimes you embrace that and you're having a ball of time and like from the moment that he punches in with the never had so much fun you're immediately there it's so Mm. thrilling so exciting you know it's textbook designed for like Sing along, and then crazy pit and the energy that that kind of is in, in a live context is travels through the whole song it's just a fucking awesome sing along bit of pop punk music everything about it is just I, I don't have the proper words for it because it's probably the biggest friends of ROM song who not my favourite but they're probably their biggest hit it's their signature and,
3: song
2: yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: like you, you, you can't imagine seeing them live and them not playing probably ending the set with this because it makes so much sense
2: yeah yeah we, um, I believe, the first gig we ever played with our very excellent high school band, Munching Limbs, we played this. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fucking probably. And yeah. I'm sure we did a terrible job of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we were very good.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> From all reports, we crushed it. I do
0: remember the one review that, that we found. That was a really us. good yeah. review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we found on a forum, someone saying, um, like, the like question was, like, how much work should you put into like pizzazz and stage presence kind of thing and someone was like I saw this one band once Munching Limbs they they dressed up in costumes and the whole thing but they were fucking awful butchered every song <laughs> they played and then we used that as a quote for our next poster <laughs> yeah and amazing is, um, so this song is very fucking too intimate and personal and loved by me for me to look at it with anything other than adoring heart eyes this is a wonderful thrilling piece of excellent pop punkery and I just live for it every even now it's still fucking fun After uh, so I listened to it for the preparation of this I went on a live search tour on YouTube finding as many old clips of this from any era that I could and I still fucking love it it's just a perfect piece of like pop punkery
1: mm. yeah right
2: yep Nathan also the other friends of Rome. yeah same it? same do you remember like I, I hadn't I hadn't actually thought about some of the lyrics for like I guess a very long time because I've been listening to this for like half my life now but the, like there was the like three months in in nineteen ninety eight, I guess, where Sydney's water wasn't drinkable. Yeah, that was a thing. I yeah. kind of forgot that that was a thing.
1: Yeah. Well, recently, uh, I think earlier this year, they were saying that um, you should be running your taps for about. You know, thirty a seconds. A week nonstop. Thirty seconds before you, you <laughs> All take a drink, yeah. Because right. there,
0: there was some lead stuff. That's cl- classic. But lead in everything. Classic big water. Yeah, you get a bit more of a water bill. Yeah, you should <laughs> run your taps for like a good like half hour before you have a. <laughs> Cup just,
1: a, cup of are we going in. into
2: water restrictions No, just first, yeah, but yeah. First,
1: just first thing in the morning just like when you your taps you, tap you haven't yeah, used right. them for a while um, the water's been in the pipes or whatever just run
0: it for 30 seconds or whatever You know, get, get rid Look, of if, some lead if the first thing you're doing <laughs> is waking up and going to the kitchen and running the tap and not just getting the water from the cold bottle you keep in the
3: fridge you got some nerve uh, <laughs> like and not smoking a pack of cigarettes yeah. which is obviously the first thing you should yeah. be doing as long as you get it done by noon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're on the clock. God damn it! It's eleven thirty. I've only had one dart. It's gonna, it's gonna be a
1: rough half. Hour. <laughs> this song is crispy. Mm. It's like just a banana. Every, like a like a good <laughs> banana. Mm. The drums. With a with a really, really precise just kind of like snares, just the, the it's, oh man, just Gordy that, baby. That's crisp. Mm-hmm. Gaudy Gordy's motherfucking boy. foreman. You know who's like going off their goddamn head is the good doctor on, yeah. on the oh, guitar. Yeah. Those like dead notes, crisp. It's and just, just a fun little silly quick solo towards the end. Yeah. Just like it, little flourishes yeah. that are just so precise. It's just good guitar. Yeah. Good work good work boys mm. yeah
0: just everything about it is just like really textural and crisp and bright seeing them do this live and then watching their like their aria performance of it or any re- professionally recorded shots of them and be they ask, stuff like that it is always just fucking fun and thrilling and the band always give it their all when they give it this song because it's like their signature track and you got to play it and it fucking rules still now even though like i've seen friends enough times that like i'm not like oh i really hope they never had so much fun like I'm mm. secretly thinking I really hope they play a obscure B-side that I really know from the <laughs> yeah. from, from, from the Japanese softball split. Play bag
2: of bucks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, play, but really, Lindsay play bag of bucks. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the other thing I think uh, that's really at play at this song is again like that idea of childish brattiness. Yeah, that is there in punk. That that particular kind of playfulness. That's very in your face, but like wholesome, mm. I guess, in a way. Um, when you, when, at least, when you align yourself with yeah. it, otherwise, it's got that kind of like aggressive obnoxiousness, I suppose. But that's also great, like because if you find it like that, then you're not cool. You're not a punk. Mm. Get out of here. I love Get the out of um, here. the wannabe. The... <laughs> Be gone. Be gone. Yeah.
0: punk rocker happens more than other genres, I think. When there's a quick pause and there's just lyrics then it comes back in like I
3: try to yeah Yeah. 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 so good always here love a bit of that the drop yeah. Yeah. I've always loved this song. Like, I've talked about a couple of songs that you hear as a kid and you don't quote unquote get it at first, like literally the last song we just talked about. But then there are other songs that you just click instantly and just like, yeah, fucking obviously this is great. Why would I ever think otherwise? <laughs> We've talked about this with certain bands like, you know, with like with R.E.M. with like Everybody Hurts and stuff like that. Like where the song doesn't really belong to the band anymore like and i i don't mean that it's just like this means so much to so many people it's just it's such an endearing song that Jay can literally just go, I smoked up, and then let the entire audience handle the rest of the verse. As is
0: his want these days. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's
3: all all he does. He's a lazy man. Oh, come on. He's sung it hundreds and hundreds of times. (laughs) I, I, I would love to have that kind of power over a crowd where you can leave them, like, not just trust them with a line, an entire verse and be like, yep, you got it. You you you've all been doing this almost as long as I have. Yeah. <laughs> like you got this. You're
0: crushing it. I love the um uh, this is probably just for Nathan, but don't don't you love in the live versions where he's still singing it and he uh, does a, a bit like a octave down? That it never had so much fun, fun. at the start. It's very yeah. good. yeah. Remember on that bootleg? <laughs> yeah,
3: God oh, damn it. <laughs> well, <you laughs> tell us now what I'm talking about.
0: So much of my brain span is taken up with rem- remembering Friends of Rom trivia lyrics, bootlegs, and banter that I like. Like I forgot my keys this morning, I had to go back. Like, <laughs> 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 that was the reason Yeah yeah. Damn I was thinking about Friends of banter again In the 998 wireless set
3: <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the end Of yet another episode Of Hottest 100s and thousands Thanks to FBI Radio For having us As always Before we get out of here Normally we would be Picking our favourites And our least favourites But I don't I honestly Honest to God Don't know if we can pick A least favourite this week Like we have this to is- You have to Heavy heavy weighs the crown of Yeah that's living proof I don't know I, I, I wouldn't judge anyone If they wanted to They wanted to opt out Because like this oh, has I been will. This has been like a huge <laughs> Five song run Like we've had a couple of Like close calls before But I think this is the only one Where all five of us Have been unanimously positive About every single song I think so yeah Do you yeah. want me to go first? Yeah Because my least favourite Is Anthem for the year 2000
1: That is so, it, To me it's clearly The fifth best song of this lot okay. Same Yeah yep, yeah.
2: Same. yeah There you go it's a band-aid um, quick. No, <laughs>
1: That was I easy to. Wow.
2: I feel I, so light and free I don't yeah. want
1: to, want to. Um. Well, shall we say our favourites? Because my favourite is Hey Boy Hey Girl
0: Nice Good call mm. My favourite is our Friends Were On," But, um my champ remains friends of Rome we're going out tonight <laughs>
3: All right. Yeah. really you don't pay this as much as we're going out tonight
0: yeah it's, it's, it's a narrow margin but I, pro- I prefer out tonight
3: interesting I definitely thought this was going to become mm. your champ
0: uh, my chump though is certainly not Silverchair in 2000 <laughs> oh. it is still the Bob Marley stinker
3: yeah, Bob Marley is still my chump, Absolutely, um, oh, any like any of these could be my champ. Honestly, like it's that it's that good a run. we is here for this episode. It's a great episode. From well, a it's great a great podcast. podcast. <laughs> five stars, <laughs> baby. An absolute podcast hosted uh, by four heads and skeletons. Well, uh, well three and a half. Look, I, I'm not. I'm not all the way there. I'm not. I'm not on your. Not you all the way, skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> That too. Only the bottom half is skeleton. <laughs> wow! You're, sure. you're Donald Ducking it for skeleton. <laughs>
1: sure you're Winnie the like Pooh. Like a toddler. But it's f- <laughs>
0: terrifying.
3: for skeleton. Deeply, yeah.
1: deeply disturbing Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Dave. Shall I say my chump? Yes, it's definitely the Tea Party. Still, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Hating that song gives me life. <laughs> uh, new, new champ will be Friends of Roms. I uh, never had so much fun. Yeah, even though, and I kind of talked about this last time. I probably think we're going out tonight is better, but it is feels better, rock. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm keeping my chump as the Tea Party. Obviously. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um. Nope. That just leaves one other person <laughs> who shit. needs to say was, some words. Was, was, was there anyone Buck, else who hasn't Buck. said their least favorite song from these five songs? Any other half skeletons need to speak? <laughs> what
1: well, do you think Deej's fucking- least favorite song is? Oh, I Adam. think Deej's least favorite song is probably Anthem as well. Whoa. I think he's going to come and join us. Yeah. I think
2: it's uh, Hey Boy, Hey Girl. Ooh, no. Or Feet Touch the Ground. <laughs> he is only half a skeleton. What do you think it is, Andrew? <sighs> yeah, I think he's. I think his least
0: favorite. Well, be, his fifth fave. You know, he, he, loves, his, he loves. He them all. His fifth fave will be Anthem, and his fave will I'm be a boy, Meltdown.
3: We touch the ground for least favorite just because I have the least experience with it over the five of them all. But I'm gonna go with Miss You Love for my favorite, and that's also gonna be my new champ. <gasps> nice. We
4: <gasps> were all off.
3: <fun>. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> What's going on? Why? Kevin
2: we, is standing right behind you, David fuck. He's crying oh. He's just like the dads at the barbie oh.
1: And it's not because of the onions oh. It's because of feelings oh. No,
2: we, we're all agreed These yeah. are five incredibly good songs that Like, in, in any other episode Any of these songs could easily be um, the favourite You
1: know what, I guess we just have to cross our skeleton fingers And hope for a real stinker next episode
3: on behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald.
2: Good night. It's not a
3: fast? Yeah. I had a really good time. Oh, um, much. Sure. See ya. Oh, David Shane, Young Shanks, everything's good, something. it.
0: I'm so happy that deep down inside I am a skeleton. Yeah. I hate that Someone pointed out that uh, your skeleton is wet. I hate knowing uh, that. Wet. wet, wet bones. <laughs> I want to log off from the wet bones. No, I want to consistently
2: log on. Please, my wets! <laughs> my, sir, my wets.
3: My wet!
1: <laughs> They're right here. Spooky scary skeletons and shivers down your spine.